Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Roman Reigns' next WWE feud has been revealed. I'm Sat E. Niangi, and I'm joined by Ollie Davis. Uh, we don't know how to work the deck properly, so we just improvised that while I was pressing record. Uh, welcome to the SmackDown Review podcast on the WrestleTalk podcast channel. You, you don't have to keep doing the... Oh, Titan, oh, yes, Titan of course, dubbing. of course. I, I was so used to it. I feel like I was Damien Sandow. I was like, why not? Let <laughs> Are me you just... misdowing me? I am. I'm your stuntman. I, I rewatched Survivor Series 2014 recently. Go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk to watch that. And uh, Luke hates Mizdow. Why? I, I know. To be honest, you know what? I would understand why I would hate it. Because at one point, yeah, the guy went from being a money in the bank contender <laughs> to being arguably a comedy jobber. Yes, well, do you think that, is that is that the reason why he doesn't like, or he finds the human the humor now a bit naff? He, ten years removed, he doesn't like it because that's not what a stunt man does. A oh. stunt man comes in and takes the moves. Yes, where he was just he was just mimicking. Yes, yeah, yeah we, we, bit we know. yeah, yeah. I love it though. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, if you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of SmackDown. And yeah, we're talking. Roman Reigns' is next WWE feud. Have you made more appearances during the Saturday than Roman has made on SmackDown? Oh, maybe. I've done about three in the last couple of months. That's probably more than Roman has done in yeah. the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're on similar big money deals as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Randy Orton is the person from out of, well, being advertised all night. It was declared in the main event. But before we just get into all of that chat, uh, please go over and fill out our survey. We want to do some new things on our Wrestle Talk and Parts of Unknown shared Patreon for the new year. And we want to know which things you want the most of. We've got a, in the survey, there's a list of all our favourite shows, you know, Survival Series and No Holds Bored and Three Count and Monday Night War. So if you just click the link in the video description below and you'll be taken there and you can order them in which ones you want to see most. I need to do it as well, right? Do I need to do Everyone's going to Every do it. Okay, I'm going to do the survey as well, guys. You should do it. If I'm doing it, you're doing it too. Goodness sake. But yes, this episode of SmackDown, the night-long 
narrative mm -hmm. was that Nick Aldis, SmackDown GM or commissioner? Uh, GM and your hero. Yeah. Well, he's brilliant. He's so good in this role. Uh, has invited Randy Orton to SmackDown mm -hmm. to sign him to a SmackDown contract. Yes, sir. The first segment we get, it's backstage. Adam Pearce storms into Nick Aldis's office and says, how dare you try and sign a legend like Randy Orton? Adam Pearce is bad at his job in kayfabe, right? It seems like it, but also I feel like since he's become general manager, he's become much more confident in being a douche. Mm. That's all I can say. I don't want to say the other part of the is a douche cart. A douche cart. Cart. Yes, a douche trolley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I realise he 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 acts more authoritative, especially towards the women, mm. <laughs> and the man he 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 enjoys the power. Before when he was just a, an authority figure or an official, as he was called, he was just quite humble sometimes, kind of like, hey, laissez faire. What can I do? You know, these are the you know these are the breaks. But now he's like, how dare you step on my shoes? But he just looked like a numpty uh, next to Nick Aldis in this situation. Yeah, because Nick Aldis, I guess he's a fresher face, so he doesn't come with the years of being undermined baggage that Pierce does. Mm -hmm. But Nick Aldis here just points out, you had Randy Orton on your show on Monday. You could have signed him then. You didn't. You're an idiot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sign him tonight. Mm -hmm. That's that's the whole point of my job. I'm trying to compile the best roster to put on the best wrestling television program. Madam Pierce is like, I'm gonna do it too. Or I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It was it was a bit childish, but I was like, you know what? Go ahead, Adam. You're a good heel. Do it. Do you think he's a good heel? He was. I remember. I so Back both in guys. NWA. Yeah, both guys. Two former NWA oh, yeah. champions. You know mm -hmm. what? I never thought of that until now. Yes. That yeah, the Adam Pierce Colt Cabana Best of Seven series was the first time. I guess that's like 2012. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, show I, your knowledge. I Survivor Series champion. <laughs> yes. Come on. Come on, impress us. Yeah. Tell. So I'm gonna shut up. Mm -hmm. As you're saying, yeah. Well, no, I was just I was agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. I just so, wanted to put in getting my spots at no, the same time. That was no. I was hyping you up because that is beautiful. Can you cut that? Can you put in like the best of of December <laughs> when Ollie just schools us with his knowledge of NWA knowledge? Yeah. So. You say you're hyping me. It feels like an attack. It's not. You won Survival Series recently. You've proven... I have. Whatever allegations that was thrown in your way in terms of wrestling knowledge, you've you've knocked it out of the park. So I just want to hype you up and say that, you know, that's fraudulent. You're like Orange Cassidy. You've proven you can work. <laughs> you can work. But yeah, like I was saying, you've got two former NWA champion. Adam Pearce is known for being a snobby heel and he works well in this kind of like... I don't know if they're trying to make him bumbling on purpose because mm. he does look inferior next to Nick. Because Nick's nailed uh, getting uh, Becky on SmackDown. He's signed Randy Orton. So at the moment, if only a certain... So I don't know if Triple H is going to come in and be like, good job, kid. And hmm, you should do better. I don't know. But it's, it's leading somewhere. What if they wrestled each other at WrestleMania? Oh, wow. You know, we could be building towards that down the line. Or maybe next year's Survivor Series if they go back to brand warfare. It's like a thank you. It's kind of like, <laughs> thank you, Adam, for being good at your job yeah. and teaching wrestlers on the side and the PC and booking house shows and everything you do for us. And Nick, you're still young and, and can wrestle, wrestle at WrestleMania. I mean, it's better than Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler having a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, Bloody yeah at least they're two very good recently... Uh, active it's wrestlers. better than Eric Bischoff and, and Teddy Long wrestling at WrestleMania. We've been through embarrassing matches mm. with people that shouldn't wrestle. So later on, Heyman goes backstage into Aldis's office as well. I love this segment. And he asks Nick, have you invited Randy Orton to SmackDown? And he says, well, not only did I do that, 
I'm going to try and sign him to an exclusive contract on SmackDown, and I'm willing to offer up the bloodline to get it. Not the blood, not like the bloodline to trade to Raw, no. but the bloodline as a sacrifice to Randy Orton to get Randy Orton to sign on the dotted line. And Heyman's like, well, does, does the tribal chief know about this? And Nick Aldis looks at his screen and says, I've got something here that says all communication has to go through the wise man. So it's now like Heyman's like, oh, crap, I've got to tell Roman this mm-hmm. terrible news. And Nick says, what are you going to do about it? And Heyman says, whatever it takes. So I don't know if that's uh, a setup for something bigger down the line. That's what it felt like because the main event segment where this was announced, Heyman's whatever it takes was just his solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso, who both got quite easily dispatched by Randy and LA Knight. So, yeah, what do you think there? Do you think that's a bigger tease? I, it, Paul Heyman talks in hyperbolic terms all the time. So it could be just Paul Heyman mm. pumping gas in the air or it could be something that uh, Nick Aldis might have a target on his back by Roman Reigns for signing Randy Orton to my mm-hmm. island of relevancy and who do you think you are because you know Adam Pearce used to cower down to Roman Reigns' pressure Nick Aldis a new guy on the block very assured of himself doesn't mind sacrificing the bloodline who I'm interested in seeing a, a dynamic uh, with Roman and Nick Aldis to see if Nick Aldis will still stand up for himself against Roman Reigns. And it would be quite refreshing because I got mm. tired of the interference and the lack of uh, the, the, the lack of consequences of Roman's actions. Because that's always been the issue we've had as fans. It's kind of like Roman in- wrestles, someone interferes on his behalf, he wins, he leaves for a bit, come back and we celebrate his reign, ignoring the fact over the past year he has been winning clean as he used to. Yeah, the the sort of post-pay-per-view promos mm-hmm. from the likes of Triple H or Pierce, they're always putting over Roman. They never once mention the blatant cheating. We're all getting gaslit on screen. That's <laughs> like, hey, I'm like, yeah. we're, we're like, no, that's not what happened. Solo interfered again, and now Jimmy's part of the package too. But yeah, maybe it's part of something. I mean, we've got, what, the next month or so to plan for the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait and see. So the main event had Nick Eldis and Adam Pearce in the ring with their cute little document folders. One says Raw on and the other says Smackdown on. Then out comes Randy Orton, who, uh, you know, he's he's a big boy right now. Beefy boy. You said uh, you you were comparing his various looks to me in the office earlier. I was. I was like saying he almost looks like Randy Orton circa winter 2004 when he got really hench. Because if you remember the match he had with uh, Triple H over Rumble uh, 2005, he Mm. looked big, right? Then he got injured, neck injury, and then he had to lose weight for a bit. And also 2009, when he had a bald head, feuding with John Cena, psychopathic viper Randy Orton with skinny arms and skinny frame. Compare that guy to this guy, this big, beefy, jacked, 40-something-year-old Randy Orton who's jacked to the gills and his abs are protruding. <laughs> yeah, he just looks great, man. He looks beefy. He looks, I mean, I mean, I read this on, someone said it on Reddit. He looks like Randy Orton ate Randy Orton. He does. This looks like a alternate universe version of Randy Orton who's a bit bigger. It doesn't actually look like the same person. It doesn't. In fact, just put the belts on him. He just looks great. He looks so great in in, that, in this segment we're about to talk about. I'm like, this guy is, it took him how many years to have this aura of, it's funny, when Randy Orton's motivated, there's nothing like him. And you can tell he's really motivated because he's been accused of being, he, he checks out sometimes, thinks about pizza yeah. <laughs> when he's not interested. But this, you can tell because he's been gone for like 18 months, 
this matters to him. This uh, at Survivor Series when he came back, I was a bit concerned about him because he didn't really do much, and it felt to me like everyone else in the match was working it to protect whatever maybe injury limitations he has. And of course, we've had a lot of people say that doctors haven't actually cleared him to wrestle. They're telling him, don't go out. Well, he's cleared to wrestle via WWE, but his own doctor said, you should retire, but he's come back. But then he had the match against Dominic on Monday. That was that was fine. And then here, yeah, he's, he's throwing himself around. He's... He's hitting the draping DDTs. Ollie, as a man that runs a successful company, mm. if someone's coming off an injury reserve list, would you just shove him in war games from the beginning to the end, or would you protect him and have him come out and do limited? Sports? Well, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, both of those. And I think it was actually, looking back, really ingeniously plotted the whole week to, to swerve us from the punk. Uh, debut return why not it's, it's called sleight of hand it's like mm. look, look 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 this way no no don't look there. look this way randy orton randy orton yeah yeah, yeah. surprise he's the from out of nowhere guy mm. no one else no one else yes so aldis and pierce both offer uh randy orton different things of course aldis has already said you get the bloodline the people who took you out who injured you for 18 months you get revenge on them if you come to smackdown and Adam Pearce said, if you come to Raw, you get the winner of Seth Rollins versus Jey Uso for a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. And, I mean, Orton pretty quickly chose SmackDown. <laughs> no, no, did he? Well, we he did in the end, mm. but Paul Heyman, who, who, who we know in history is not a smart businessman, continued to prove that he's not a smart businessman. If you're trying to convince someone not to sign to your show, he went about it the wrong way. You do not poke at the hornet's nest because you're going to get stung. And he got stung multiple times where his, his cronies did anyway. Yeah, Heyman came out and interrupted Autumn before he made his decision and said, the bloodline are going to make your choice for you. Solo Sakura and Jimmy Uso come out. Then LA Knight came out to a huge pop to fight Solo Sakura to the back. And of course, Jimmy versus Randy Autumn. This, like, the last few months of Jimmy Uso, post-SummerSlam Jimmy Uso, you know what's happening there. He's eating an RKO. He is. But not even just that, when LA Knight came out, I went, the, the part of Matt Riddle, now played by LA Knight. Because <laughs> that would have been a, a Matt Riddle spot. Had, it would have, yeah. Had he not, you know, what happened uh, in real life. Because Randy Orton on SmackDown needs a sort of ally. And the way LA Knight has been booked is interesting because I feel like both Randy Orton and LA Knight are throwbacks to being anti-heroes. Mm. So you, they're not going to be buddies. I can see them having a promo of and actually having can they coexist kind of mm. tag match. But yeah, it's I'm quite interested because with the return of Punk and return of Orton, I'm, a, I'm kind of... Not worried, but LA Knight seemed that he was on the trajectory to be a main eventer. I mean, I I assume that it's going to be Logan Paul and LA Knight at WrestleMania. That's my ultimate end goal, I, I assume. But I was I was worried that his momentum would be lost. And the fact they came out at the end was great because throughout the whole show, I, I, rem I remember reading in the morning, hey, is LA Knight going to turn up on one yeah, point? Yeah. So it's good to know that he's still in a, in a foresight and still part of huge plans. It, ke it keeps him in that mix as well because mm -hmm. Randy versus Roman is, of course, going to involve... Uh, the big title, mm -hmm. and then if LA Knight's there yeah. helping Randy, mm -hmm. and then also at some points, like you said, butting heads with Orton, like, no, I am I deserve the next shot, mm -hmm. even though he just lost, uh, or I get the winner, Randy, after you, like mm -hmm. either face you or Roman post-Rumble. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a smart way to keep him involved. 
Uh, I'll also just say this about Jimmy Uso. Yes. Because I've been down on him. You have? Uh, since SummerSlam, really. I felt like he was booked really weakly. He was undermined. I'm like, why should I take this guy seriously? This show, and have you seen the fan footage of the post-show? Uh, yeah, I have. He's, he's just took a nap in the ring. He, following that RKO, he took the draping DDT and the RKO. Jimmy laid there for what appears to be 10 minutes in the same position. And people filmed it on their phones. And because it was a contract signing segment, they had the sort of special black carpet rolled out. And they're rolling that mat off. And Jimmy's in the middle of the ring. And they roll him at the same time as the, <coughs> as the mat. And then pick him up when, and put him back on the, the sort of normal mat as Seth Rollins' entrance music hits for the dark match main event. Yeah, I, I've I've enjoyed Jimmy Uso as the comedy buffoon as as they've made him because they've done a thing where because uh, I, I was saying about it to to Tempest like um, Jay Uso has angst towards being the lesser known twin brother because since growing up with Jimmy, Jimmy's always been the prom king. He's always looked mm. up to Jimmy, so it makes sense that Jimmy doesn't have the same angst as Jay because he doesn't he didn't have the same struggle as his brother. So he's always been catered to. So for him, he has the delusion of grandeur. And obviously can't back it up. And I, I find it kind of hilarious that they're leaning more into that because he could have been another serious heel as well. And, you know, it, it, it didn't work. Him being all broody just didn't work for him. They're playing to his strengths, which is comedy. I've yeah. enjoyed the fact that like, I'm doing my own play. Ye don't know ye. You know, he's been tapping into his strengths. The only thing I'm worried about is it might affect his feud with, with Jay because why should we have a 20-minute blood feud when Jay can just squash him at Mania? Yeah, I'm not right. Yeah, I don't care about seeing them face each other, but I am enjoy. I'm really enjoying Jimmy currently. Yeah. And then I saw someone did a compilation of all Jimmy's hilarious dead selling and the sort of interactions yeah. with Roman where yeah. he's playing all cocky. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, you, you're good. You're good. I'm, I'm on the injured reserve <laughs> list. <laughs> I'm off the injured reserve list. Oh, yeah, brilliant. I've been loving. I've been calling him Jim Uso. I said I've been loving the Jim Uso uh, yeah. <laughs> antics. Like, but at the same time, as much as I'm enjoying it, is that the part of the reason why they broke up one of the greatest tag teams ever is because they wanted to give him a WrestleMania feud. They need to make him more serious because he's become the full mm. guy of the bloodline. You know, the, every group has a, 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 a eater of pins. He's eating pins, losing credibility. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, maybe it wasn't to get a WrestleMania match. It was to what? make... What? Well, that's part of it. But it's to make Jay a main eventer. I that, guess... That's the probably overarching thing. I guess so. I guess I spent how many years growing up, you know, accepting that the Usos will never split up and it will mm. never be solo wrestlers. Yeah. And like, Jay Usos doing well. Sure enough, let's let's go with it. But we're, we're in a time period where a lot of baby faces are over. And because Roman's been champion for three years... Some of these baby faces could have been championing them three years. So you've got a backlog of baby faces, yeah. some of them in the late 30s. So you, hmm. you don't know if some of them are going to win or not. And then you've got Damien Priest with a, with a Money in the Bank briefcase, also in his early 40s. I'm just looking at age. I'm kind of like, I'm being realistic. I'm like, can these people win the title? You've got Sami Zayn, who needs to be world champion at least once. You've got KO, who needs to be world champion at least again. So you've got all this backlog of wrestlers that need to be world champion. And I don't know if LA Knight and Jey Uso are going to make it. I like it. I like that we're currently in an era where not everyone's going to be a world champion. It makes that world era. championship special. I grew up in that era. You grew up in that era where, yeah, yeah you get Roddy great Piper, never yes. a world champion. Ted yeah. DiBiase, never a world champion. Could have. 
twice. Yeah. Could have been NWA champion, yeah. got passed over. Could have been WWE champion, got passed over, given a million dollar title. But yeah, mm. I know what you mean. Yes, we're in a great time. Uh, the segment ended with Randy standing tall and telling Heyman to call Roman Reigns to tell him daddy's back. And then he posed with Aldis to close the show and hit an RKO on Nick Aldis, his new boss. Awesome. Really good stuff. Really enjoyed this. Is that a hill turn though? Because <coughs> I seem to remember 2002, Stone Cold Steve Austin gave Ric Flair stunner and it was a downturn in their relationship and it started mm. a feud between them. So is Nick Aldis going to become a heel? Because of that RKO? Will he swerve, bro, at Royal Rumble and screw at Randy Orton? Because one of the things I keep thinking, we are now heading for WrestleMania season. So you start to figure out who's going to wrestle whom. Mm. Who's Randy Orton going to face at Mania? Huh? 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 I, you're right. I would like some consequence to Nick Aldis being... Because he's, he's been carrying himself so credibly and mm -hmm. authoritatively so far. Uh, I love that it happened because it's just that's Randy's character. It's like the Stone Cold Stunner back in the day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, hopefully next week Nick has some sort of repercussions for Randy, but that isn't the start of some long you don't heel want turn. We don't want it. You don't want not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. No. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Um, let's get on with the full play-by-play bit of the show. Obviously, little plug again for the survey link. Why don't you just click it now and fill it out while we're talking and listening to us? It takes, it honestly takes a minute. It's just one, I think it's two questions. One is, are you already a patron? Uh, if so, at what tier? And then the second one is, order these shows in the order you want to see more exclusive episodes of them of. It's nice. Right, so this episode of SmackDown opened with uh, Bianca Belair coming out, cutting an in-ring promo, saying, my babyface team won war games, go us. But she's not finished with damage control because she wants the women's title back. So then damage control came out without Bailey, and Dakota did most of the promo work because, you know, WWE don't like people talking Japanese on their American shows. Not all the time, but yeah. All the time. And they sort of set up the MJF template where Belair's going to have to go through all of damage control to get a shot at Sky. And then Charlotte and Shotzi also come out and they say they also want to go through damage control and they all brawled. I was thinking, man, the babyface team is minus one babyface. And then I realised, Bailey in the mm. future. So I keep thinking, I was like, oh, they, they, you know, Becky's back on Raw. They need it, you know, it's time for someone to step up. I was like, you know, actually, maybe we don't. We're still in that process of the slow babyface turn for Bailey because uh, we'll get to it later. But yeah, the promo itself, I'm glad that Dakota Kai has been given a, a, a chance to shine on the microphone. She's doing a good job as the spokeswoman slash pseudo new leader. It mm. kind of reminds me of Nation of Domination storyline between The Rock and Farouk, that, that kind of juxtaposition of leadership. Because uh, we we, treat, we keep trying to find out what's the end goal because um, there's reports that uh, in addition to uh, Oscar joining Damage Control, there will be someone else that we, we wouldn't know. And I don't know if it's going to be Julia or whatever, or maybe even Sasha Banks. But anyway, yes. Uh, in, in the meantime, Dakota's been a great, doing a great job of having more promo time because she's still currently on the injured reserve list. And it gives her an opportunity to shine on the microphone. She was always a good talker in NXT. And I'm glad that she's getting this opportunity. But poor Bailey. Well, you mentioned Bailey. Yeah. She wasn't out there with them. And they come back after the break, you know, they're, they're walking backstage. And Bailey just goes, hey, guys, what? I didn't know you, we were all going out there for the, the segment. Um, what? And she looks so hurt. And Dakota Kai says, uh, look, you're, you're really experienced facing Kyrie Sane. So let's have you out there later to help Kyrie. Because that was a match that was announced for the episode. Um, yeah, Bailey looked hurt. And she also said, I would have done that differently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a really nice... This Bailey damage control storyline has been really well done, I think. It is, because I, I, I remember saying it... So when Bailey's been eating pins for the last few months, I was saying to uh, Tempest, like, Bailey's heel run has come to an end. This reminds mm-hmm. me when Sami Zayn was losing and the Jackass yes. match was, like, the pinnacle of him being a heel. This is the beginning of Bailey's babyface run, uh, turn, because we, we discussed it. As, uh, as much as you remember Hugger Bailey in the main roster, she's been heel much longer than she's been babyface. Shockingly mm-hmm. enough, and she's rinsed bad, out. Isn't it? It's it's. It, I don't know if it's a bad thing because oh, I said mad. Oh yeah, <laughs> mad bad son. Uh, yeah, it, it's mad. Yeah, how long she's been healed? Because you, you feel like all right, it's you rich your your cell by day. It's time for her to be babyface again, a super babyface maybe. Mm. Who knows? But the way they they've switched her from being the annoying heel who's slightly jealous of EO to being this earnest mm. team player 
who's been led astray. Like we as the audience can see that this is very much casino, very much good fellas. <laughs> she's Joe Petchy and she's gonna get snuffed by the group eventually. But also <laughs> the Survivor Series match, they did a great job of establishing that, that she was the nucleus of, of the team, of keeping yeah. the team going. Cause as much as she's been losing, they're trying to like re regain her credibility. Mm. Cause she's lost so much to the point of like, why should I, why should I cheer for this loser? But they've done a good job of doing it. Look, she backed her team. She she shepherded uh, a lot of the strategy in the match. She took uh, a spear for one of her teammates. So they've, they've making her more honorable within her team. And we can see that they're going to snuff her. And at the same time, they're doing a very good job at getting over damage control's side, which mm -hmm. is, yeah, but you lost the match for us in the end. You were the one that got pinned in war games. And later on, you cost Kyrie the match as well, which we'll get on to. Mm. We have Butch versus Bobby Lashley next. Oh, Bushwhacker Butch. Uh, <laughs> um, Lashley was super over here, and this was a decent match. I'm glad that Butch got uh, quite a lot of offense in. I thought he looked really good. Ultimately, never gave Lashley an issue. Like, the biggest thing he did got a one count, a kick out at one, and Lashley won with a spear. For me, the best spear in wrestling. I know people like Bron Breaker's spear, but Lashley, he does like a full 360 spin with mm. his spear. It's the best one for me. I'm tired of Bushwhacker Butch, okay? Let's get rid of the name. Yeah. Pete Dunn, his name's Pete. Peter Dunn, Peter English. Bring back Pete Dunn. Bushwhacker Butch, throw that in the bin. The name is silly. I know Triple H being polite, but Vince is no longer in power. Now it's time for you to change the game for Pete Dunne. I hope the whole downturn of Butch, the character, is to lead to the yeah. Bruiserweight coming back. Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. I've been patient. But oh my gosh. They don't even have a name for the group. They don't <laughs> have a group theme. It's been slow. Slow, slow. Because in the beginning, I was like, okay, this is interesting. We're watching the Street Profits turn heel in real time. It's subtle, subtle. They come to the point where they've stopped being subtle and it's become lazy. Even them losing, I thought they're going to win against mm. Damian Priest and, and Finn Balor last week, but if they, if they didn't. It's, the whole thing is just, I don't know, it's not doing them well. In the beginning, we were excited about what, what they're going to do as, as a trio. And with BFAB potentially coming in, being the female heater in the group, it's just it's moving slow. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel like it's moving slow? Uh, it's it feels transitionary to me. I it, they look cool in the suits, particularly like when Bobby Lashley's standing up there and they're mm -hmm. like that, mm. doing some kind of album cover pose uh, for the '90s back-to-back -back style at the ring post below. Yes, I'm wearing shades indoors, but it just it, something's not connecting with them in this role, and I can't wait till they get to the next thing. That's how I've been feeling from the for the last couple of months. I'm like, I can't wait till they get to that next. And then it's like they're not getting to the next. It's like, mm. who are they currently feuding with? No one at the moment because LWO, who they're feuding with, are now infighting amongst themselves. And as, and then they're like one of the many heel groups on SmackDown. Even though you could say um, Street Profits, Bobby Lashley, go bully Mia Yim so AJ can come for you. Mm. Cause that's the only thing that can save them or make them interesting if they feud with the OC. That's the only thing that I'm thinking at the moment because the OC's on SmackDown. But it's like, I'm waiting for this next chapter of, of Bobby Lashley kind of seduced them to the dark side. They took months to change their theme songs. <laughs> they don't, don't have a name. It's just, it's like, it's so, I feel like it's so, so haphazard, so sometime-ish. It's kind of like, 
we're kind of going there with them, but we're kind of not going there with them. They're kind of attacking teams, but now they're not attacking teams. They're getting a new member, but we haven't mentioned it this week. They are a team, but Lashley sometimes browbeats them when they lose because they have been losing. What's the point of joining Lashley and changing? Because the whole point of joining Lashley was they've been on a losing streak for a long time. They needed a change. They've had the change, but they still kind of lost last week. It defeats the purpose of getting with this guy. It's kind of like, come with me. I can change your life for like a month. <laughs> you know, I'll give you a new suit. It's kind of, it's so superficial. Like you said, they look good as a team, but in actuality, they're not working well as a team. Heyman is backstage with Elvis. We've already covered that bit. And then we get Butch backstage following his loss. And uh, I can't remember who interviews him, but they're talking about Ridge Holland having left him last week and what's going on there. Pretty deadly walk in and mock him for being all alone. And he beats them up, but they beat him up and then keep shouting, you're alone. <clears throat> Which you think is setting up a potential main roster debut. Yes, of Tyler Bates, big strong boy. Because uh, later on, when we, when uh, when we're going to talk about Logan Paul, there's there's a caveat mentioned in a, in a tournament about a certain NXT superstar that can probably mm. correlate with the two. Tyler Bates, because the, the fact they keep repeating, "You're all alone, you're all alone," but you you assumed it could be the return of Sheamus. Yeah, so he's got a bad shoulder injury, so I don't know if he is ready to come back. But of course, brawling brutes. That they've splintered. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want them to come back, if I'm honest. Me too. So I just assumed old Seamus is coming back. He's not been around for a while. But I love your idea. And then we can get British Sprong, uh, British Sprong style. Yes. British Strong style yes. on the main roster. Yes. Bring back in, um, oh, who's, who's, who's the man in Rev Pro? You know. Yeah. Uh, Why can't Trent Seven. Trent Seven. I kept wanting to call him Tyler Seven. You're close enough. <laughs> you, you had a T. You, you're going in the right direction. If you said Tyler Six, I would have laughed hard. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Seven, yeah. But uh, yeah, Trent Seven was a guy that Triple H liked and he got released you know, in a mass cut um, what, a couple of years ago, it feels like now. But the, the only downturn of having Tyler Bates associated with Butch, because mm. then get rid of the name, is like, I think, do you want to see... Pete Dunne just beat Pete Dunne by himself. Is that what you want? Or you would you be fine with him being in another kind of tag team situation? Ooh. That's what, that's what it is. I, to be honest, I'm happy with anything that makes Pete Dunne not Butch. Uh, whether that's a singles run, whether that's him in a tag team with Bate, or whether that's in a British Strong Style faction where they can, like the Shield, you know, you can change up the tag team, maybe even do a Freebird mm -hmm. rule thing for it, and mm -hmm. one of the other one could go for a singles title. I don't want it to be Seamus. I said that they, they, Seamus has been gone for like 15 weeks because I kind of put on Twitter, a fella has been missing for 15 weeks. Um, I, for me, I, as much as I like, I want Chad, so it's between Chad Gable and Seamus to be Gunter for me. And the fact that Seamus saying, I want to retire, but I can't retire until I win this one title. I want him to rest. So, <laughs> so I want it, I want, I'm, I'm hoping a 15 week sabbatical is a way for Adam Pierce to poach Seamus, mm. bring him back at the Rumble and then, you know, has a surprise return at the Rumble and then he challenges Gunter, probably at WrestleMania or probably a triple threat with, with uh, Chad Gable because Chad Gable's got yeah. a, a dog in the fight as well and for him to finally win the title so he can finish. I'm all about people finishing their story. <coughs> I'm all about finishing stories and then Chad Gable can finish his story on Seamus. I don't know. It's 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 kind of it's hard. I'm I'm invested in Seamus winning the IC title any way he can. Or you know what? 
Gunter and Chad Gable, Gable wins and then Sheamus. Who knows? But I'm, I'm, I'm going on a tangent. But yes, we want Pete Dunne back. And Tyler Bates being in developmental for the whole of his 20s, for goodness sake. Bring him up. After this segment, I thought, well, we just had Nick Hull this in a backstage segment. Yeah. Then we had Pretty Deadly and Pete Dunne. So many Brits. It's nice, isn't it? Oh, yes. We're taking over. Uh, we get Kathy Kelly interviewing Santos Escobar backstage. I love his motivation. He's talking about Whackin' Wild, who he's going to face next, and just how it's all Ray's fault. It's all Ray Mysterio's fault. It is. The delusional heel is great. He's getting a lot of heat from the crowd and a lot of cheers as well. He's a sometimes. great No, because he's a great performer. You, you, if you watch late NXT, is even though we saw him as a babyface, he was even better as an earnest babyface in NXT. He is so great at emoting. He's one of those people mm. when when he does a promo, he doesn't feel like he's doing a promo. He, he, he always looks like he's speaking from the heart. Mm. And I'm so happy he's getting his opportunity because me and Tempest were saying, and when he first started, he wasn't, they weren't really doing much with him besides the inter Intercontinental title tournament against, uh, final against uh, Ricochet. They weren't really doing much with him. Then LWL, he was a baby face, but they're always losing. But this is the real Santos Escobar that could shine. And again, he's another guy who's like 39 years old. <laughs> is he? Not, yes. Oh 1984. 1984. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, I'm not worried, but it's like, you got all these guys in developmental. Dijak, for example, is like 35 at the moment. It's like, don't stop messing around with great experienced yeah. wrestlers. Bring them up. Anyway, not going to tangent. Santos Escobar, the one we're seeing now, is the best version of him. And also, in NXT, they used to chant his song, Legado. Legado. I can't wait for him to get that over at WrestleMania. They start chanting his song. And bring Electro Lopez because he needs a, a female heater. Uh, if they're going to bring on, you know, uh, Angel Garza mm. and Umberto, bring on Electro Lopez and then let's go. Uh, he took on Wild after this. Wild got a lot of like impressive offense in top rope, sent onto the outside. But just like the Dragon Lee match at Survivor Series, which was also, I felt like, had a lot more Dragon Lee in than Santos. Escobar hit his finisher to win and actually, you know, won relatively easily. And then he starts beating up Wild afterwards because he's so consumed by vengeance. Well, not vengeance, but disgruntlement. And Dragon Lee runs down to make the save. He fights off Santos Escobar. Santos hides, attacks him again, and Dragon Lee fights him off again. This would be great if I hadn't just seen Santos beat Dragon Lee. 50-50 booking, go do a rematch, go have Dragon Lee win with Return of Mysterio, maybe, or Carlito, maybe returning but to... It, but Santos didn't even cheat. He beat him clean in seven minutes on pay-per-view. Yeah. Then you then you come back and set up the... What? Again, see, this this is kind of like <coughs> the, the issues I have with... I feel like us as wrestling fans, we either think too logically or too passionately because it, it is, you've got, you got two wrestlers. One fresh off a hill turn who needs to win and you got a new wrestler who's kind of on a winning streak who needs to establish himself. So they've kind of booked himself in an awkward situation where one has to lose. Oh, they well, I've, I can expect, don't book the match at Survivor Series then. That, that's, that's my response. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you want Dragon Lee to have a coming out party because you, you, you convince him to sign. You, you, he chose WWE of AEW. Mm. He is uh, Triple H's mission statement since his flop with Sin Cara of like, I can create a great luchador without Vince McMahon on my back or changing things. I can prove to more lucha, luchadors in the future, hey, come to this way. We, the land of opportunity for luchadors is here. So Dragon Lee is a mission statement. So he, even though he lost, 
he lost to a heel that's very diabolical and they, they, he didn't lose to someone like Austin Theory, even though he had a long title reign. I'm saying he lost to an established, credible guy. So that's no big loss. But you're right. Dragon Lee and, and Santos again, what's the point of it? Because we've already seen him lose. But they, maybe they want to give one victory a piece. I don't know. It's 50-50 booking, isn't it? I, I think it's bad booking. Uh, Adam Pierce is backstage with Nick Aldis, which we already covered. At this point, I thought, why isn't anyone trying to sign CM Punk? He's also a free agent. Would you want to sign CM Punk? As a free agent. No, you have him. You, no, you, no, have, you him. have him from time to time. Let's have a shared custody. Maybe they want shared custody of him. Maybe that's how they do the segment. It's not them trying to both <laughs> sign him. Imagine. It's trying to. No, you have him. That would be horrible. I think he would get mad and probably start shooting. <laughs> I really like the next segment which went into a match it was logan paul coming out to cut a promo uh is this the first time he's been on tv since winning the title yeah, that's his victory sure. promo I was yeah. down. and he just talks about how everyone who criticizes him and wants him to fail that just fuels him to win more he uh he had a really good line that i haven't written down about the title yeah about how he's had a title on his junk like everyone else is on his junk. yeah yeah it's so like he is a fantastic he is. heel he is uh, I wrote here, like, before this even happened, I was like, he's so good in that ring, on that microphone. I wonder if he's good on commentary. Just as I just wrote that as a joke to myself in my notes. He's on commentary in the next match, and he's excellent. He's better than Austin Fury. He's robotic, kind of yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I can beat him. He lost to me before. <laughs> um, so he, this, he says, like, a champion's only as good as his challengers, though. So I've set up a tournament to decide who's going to fight me for my US title next. And the people we have are Santos Escobar, Boo. Dragon Lee. Yay. So you probably expect, not first round. You know, this is, it's going to be a knockout tournament. We're not going to go C2. You assume that's when Dragon Lee gets his win back? <sighs> Maybe. So, yeah. Yeah? That could be the way to with, do it. With stakes. Mm. So that way you're not like, mm. <laughs> rematch. Still. <laughs> uh, Bobby Lashley, which is a good shout. Uh, Kevin Owens is in there as well. So yeah. that's some good, like, you know, people who have were main eventers, but are currently in the top of the mid card. Mm. Uh, Austin Theory, Grayson Waller. Boo, boo. Fine. Uh, solid, solid mid card. Oh, they are. Karrion Cross. <laughs> I'm kidding. Boo. That, that was like a no reaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he hasn't been seen for a while. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, he's a nice, yeah, he seems like a nice guy, and he just I hear him keeps interviews. on getting put in these things to fail. I hear him in interviews. He's, he's one of those wrestlers you want on your... He's one of those wrestlers. I can see why they want to push him. He, he has the look, and also he has the temperament of a guy that's a soldier. He's almost like... I think Triple H sees himself in him in, a bit, because yeah. he's got that Triple H mentality of, like, whatever they tell me to do, you know. He puts his ego to one side. But the way they book him, I think we, we have Bray Wyatt spooky promo fatigue. Because I kind of have that with with uh, Joe Gacy on NXT, where you cut all these mysterious um, riddles that uh, uh, leads to nothing. Because let's just say he, he comes back to SmackDown and he feuds with Cameron Grimes. Let's just say Cameron Grimes. He beats Cameron Grimes. Then what? They've, he's been there for like a year and he should be much higher than he is. If you mention guys like Santos Escobar, Santos Escobar's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And he's still kind of like, didn't you just not? Put that time. Did you not put that um, sand? You know, was it sand? Hourglass for Roman Reigns, and you're still further apart from actually getting that feud. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so I feel sad for him. He's like, they need to either give him a stable because it will change things up, or just cut up the spooky promise, make him a a a, a you know, yeah, a butt kicker. Yeah. Uh, but the probably the most interesting 
thing here is the final competitor is a wrestler from NXT. Yes. And we got the silhouette promo that we use in so many thumbnails on this video's thumbnail, no less. Lol. So, who do you think it's going to be? You have, of course, said Tyler Bate. I, I said Tyler Bate. I just think to... that's a long shot. Yeah, that is a long shot. That's, that's what it's going to suck. Okay. If Wesley would be great, Wesley's been killing it in, in NXT, but it's currently feuding with, with uh, Dominic Mysterio for the North American title, so it's not going to be him. Axiom's already appeared. Um, they could have used this for uh, Cedric Alexander, who's now officially on SmackDown, but anyway, that's new here and no there. Uh, I don't... Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. I, I was thinking, like, Nathan Frazier. Him too, yeah. But if if there's ever... A, then again, do you... Brom Breaker and Carmelo Hayes are kind of guys you want to give a, a red carpet treatment when it debuts. Yeah. You don't want to use them to eat pins there. Um... If, so I feel that I feel they're not winning. Yes, exactly. And I feel like this isn't a call up. No, it's just a hey, here's a tease for the future. Then I can see Wesley being so. It's yeah. either Nathan Frazier, Wesley, or Axiom. Them type of guys where they they're not extremely top tier, but they're mid card. But they also they can lose matches, and you can heat them up again. Good hands. I see a good hand NXT wrestler <coughs> debuting. Yeah, and they can maybe beat Karrion Cross. Exactly, surprise victory. Like a big surprise victory. Mm -hmm. And in the semi-finals, take on a Dragon Lee, particularly if it's someone like Axiom. I'm, Axiom and Dragon Lee, I'm that go, could be a... I'm going to go with Wesley for the simple fact oh, Wesley, that... Oh, yeah. No, because for the simple fact that he hasn't appeared on the main roster yet. And also, he's been in NXT since, I want to say, the dark days mm -hmm. of Black and Gold going oh, into right. 2.0. Yeah. So if you think about how long, technically, he's been developmental for too long in quotation mm -hmm. marks. So it's guys like that. It's either him, Tyler Bates, or Nathan Frazier. But I'll tell you who uh, is going to win the tournament. This is a spoiler. A spoiler, not a prediction. It's Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens then comes down and he has a back and forth with Logan Paul. Uh, they even set up what their feud storyline is going to be, which is, you know, Logan Paul's got the knockout punch and Kevin Owens, he's also got a knockout punch which is a new thing for him. This brings out Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. He decks Austin Theory, and we go into a match with KO and Waller with Logan on commentary. But it was a cool line. Again, Logan Paul said a lot of cool lines because um, KO was saying about how I first discovered you on Vine. It took me mm. six seconds to, to realize you're annoying, to know that you're annoying. And then um, Logan Paul had a retort. I didn't write it down. Something about... Um, you call yourself a prize fighter, but I've been in a ring with the biggest fighter. Yeah. You say it took you six, six seconds. It would take me less than that five seconds to KO, KO. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this guy's got it. Like, as much as, you know, whether people don't like his real life personality, he is a natural born sports entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a real, well, he's got a real good sense of a line to say to sell you on buying something. And that's, you know, that He's a smart guy in terms of self-promotion. YouTuber, right? YouTuber, like one of the biggest YouTubers ever. And then he's gone on to do boxing and quite a successful initially boxing career. And now he's here. It's like self-promotion. He's an expert at it. And talking he's smack. It yeah, he's, he's yeah. good at talking smack. He's, he's, he's one of them wrestlers where, or wrestling, well, I now call him a wrestler. He's one of those personalities mm. where you, you begrudgingly like him. You respect him. <laughs> you respect him, You don't yeah. like him, but you respect him. Yeah. And then on commentary next, he continued that. By, and it was a really good match, by the way. Kevin Owens, Waller. Uh, they, the story of the match was Waller and Theory took out Owens' right hand. So, like again, playing on that story of 
the knockout punch versus Logan's knockout punch. And Owens has to work the whole, well, the second half of the match with one arm and eventually gets a, a sort of roll-up win. <coughs> but Logan's on commentary throughout, just putting down KO's physical appearance. Mm-hmm. He's he's not making out-and-out weight jokes, but he is. He is. So he's, he's making sort of like diet jokes. McDonald's. And at one point, I think Michael Cole said, KO's an inspiration the way he's coming back here. And Logan said, well, he inspires me to go to McDonald's. And I swear I heard Michael Cole laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been one of the others. It might have been Corey. But I thought it was Cole. No, ex- exactly. But I, I, I almost said to you when, when I was watching, it's a bit taboo because I, I feel like they don't really make jokes about appearances anymore in WWE. It's more mostly focus on on your accolades or lack of accolades so to him do, doing it it was one for me it's almost one many to one too many weight jokes because logan has proven that he's 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 much more wittier than that it's like he could have went after other things about ko instead of his weight 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 so i'm waiting to hear what ko's uh retort will be against uh logan paul for his uh shade on commentary for me it's it's part of the story uh logan is a heel he's uh, filth he's and you're doing because you're doing this story of them being both guys with knockout punches. You've got a similarity there. So, what is the instant visual non-similarity you can sell this feud on? And it's well, Logan Paul is very well built and athletic, and Kevin Owens is those things. He's calling him Butterbean. Yeah, we, we know he's those things. We've seen it, but. Just to look at him, he doesn't look like that same sort of person. Mm-hmm. So it's Logan Paul as a heel saying these things to A, get under Kevin Owens' skin and also to sort of sh- like show himself up as a nasty person. Yes, he has. He's done that. He's shown himself to be a unscrupulous person. How would you feel uh, for a, a, a douche cop trio of uh, Austin Theory, Grayson Waller and Logan Paul? with a dash of Dominic Mysterio. I could... Oh, my God. I don't love Waller and Theory as much as other people have gone on board with. I, I loved NXT Grayson Waller. Mm. Main roster Grayson Waller has been booked like Miz 2.0. Yes, yeah. Because Grayson Waller in NXT was such a threat that if when he was put in NXT title match against uh, Bron Breaker, I actually feared that Bron Breaker might lose because... Mm. Theory in uh, sorry, Theory Grayson Warner in NXT. He had Sango, Sango, who's part of Industrial, was actually once his bodyguard mm-hmm. for like a month. And then Sango saw crap at his job, he fired him. And then they had a one on one match where he beat him in three minutes. That's the kind of guy he was. He was mm-hmm. able to beat his own bodyguard without cheating. He was winning matches. He had a feud with LA Knight, which LA Knight never won, by yeah. the way. And then you put him in the main roster, he's losing to everyone, he lost to LA Knight. LA Knight got his win finally finish his story but yeah on the main roster he's just a, a blowhard who doesn't back it up i wish he was treated like the way he's in nxt which is he talks smack and backs it up mm. the main roster talks smack he doesn't back it up he's there to give austin fury added color he is yeah this is new age outlaws where unfortunately he is jesse james mm. here to sprinkle some charisma on billy gunn that's a good comparison thank you sir uh so I, yeah, I think it's quite clear Kevin Owens is going to win this tournament. I, I wouldn't have done this match clean. I'm not a fan of DQ finishes, but I think of all the WWE do DQ finishes 
all the time for mm-hmm. no reason. Mm-hmm. Yet you have a reason here to protect both guys going into the tournament. They might face again in the tournament. Yeah. So don't have a decisive victory here. KO beat them. What if the swerve is KO doesn't win? I still... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 50-50 booking. Because they can drag it out for <coughs> Elimination Chamber instead. I know, I know it's not something Jesus you want to hear. Christ. <laughs> what if, I'm, I know it's, I know it's sounding terrible. I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, presenting alternatives. This mystery NXT guy may actually win this whole thing. Or Dragon Lee might win it. Yeah. If, if the cost of that is uh, Kevin Owens versus Waller for four months, I don't want that. But that, that is the payoff though, because I, I don't know what the payoff would be for um, Ke- um, Kevin Owens feuding with Fury and Waller, because he's knocking him out. And he's like, oh, it's the established the knockout punch against Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. I guess that's quite smart, because now it's like you've had weeks to establish that as a thing. But I think ultimately Logan beats Owens. And then, I know, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel. You get your LA night? I do, but with, without sacrificing Kevin Owens, he, he feels like he's one of those wrestlers that's due a, a main event title yeah. run. So it's like, it's, I don't know. It's, I feel like he's owed, he's owed too many favours in the three years of Roman being champion. So that's like another thing to add on to. Oh, you pal. Yeah, I know. I I totally agree with you. But like I said earlier, we're in that era where just a lot of people aren't going to get things we feel like they're owed, and maybe that's you know, maybe no, that's a good thing. No, don't don't say that. Okay, Kevin Owens' babyface runs fizzled because Roman Reigns was champion, and there's no way for him to go next. I don't want this babyface run to fizzle. I feel like he's got potential to be a top babyface world champion. Oh, I agree. I don't want that to be and wasted. A top heel. He's, we've seen him as a heel. No offense. We've seen him as a top heel. We've seen him in, in RH. I feel like I know, like, like the back of my hand, I know how a Kevin Owens heel run could go. I want to see him as a babyface. That's more of a challenge. Hmm. The whole show kept building up. We're going to get a special look at CM Punk, which I, you know, obviously he wasn't on the show, no. but I thought we'd get maybe 30, 40 seconds of a little backstage interview that they haven't released yet after the Raw thing mm. no here's here's what he's it was just the same video package uh with a bit of a recap on punk being on raw too and we got pete and dan again in the highlights package That's so they're on smackdown as well uh and they announced punk will be on smackdown next friday how'd you feel about that sure it's him and paul Heyman. you're not, you're not excited about that? yeah 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 that is a see how they interact Look, it'll it'll be great. I think whatever Punk does, like with his creative ideas and Triple H now in charge rather than Vince, I think the whole Punk character arc is going to be incredible, particularly if they turn him heel. Turn him heel. Turn him heel. I'm just still at that point where I just feel a bit... Uh, I just need some time to get, get on board yeah, with Punk reality. in WWE. Uh, and I, some people have, have said to me, yeah, but you know, it's been 10 years. Like... People change. I mean, he was literally saying that WWE is the worst place and he hates it there last year. So yeah. Very recently. It is recent. So it's not, I don't, I don't feel like but, I'm. But, but also, he did WWE backstage hinting, hey, I'm open to whatever. Yeah. And then we found out allegedly on via reports that he wanted to go back to WWE a couple of times and he was told no. And then he went to AEW instead. So AEW was always the second choice. Yeah, it hurts. Wait, hurts. hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I know, I, I know, I know. The, listen, 
we're all finding out now that CM Punk was a character, Phil Brooks is a human being <laughs> who wants to pay his mortgages, uh, keep the doghouse for Larry and make sure that, you know, AJ can do creative endeavors, you know, he doesn't want to stay in the house and be bored. So I've come to terms. I'm, I was with you guys. I was like, you left the place that made you sick and now you're back there. I had grief. I did all the grief stages. I'm over it now. I'm like, he's a wrestler. He's a, you know, they use the word, the C word, carny. He's a carny. So <laughs> I am used to it. He's just a carny. He's, he's, like, he's like Cody Rhodes, you know? He's like all the other wrestlers. John Moxley's just one of one. One who, for yeah. now, for now, actually. Actually, if, if I've been taught by, if I've been taught anything. Never believe wrestlers. They're not moral characters. They're human beings. They just follow the buck. Carney, Carney Man Punk. Carney Man Punk. CM Punk, yes. Oh Company Man Punk. <laughs> um, corporate Man Corporate punk. Man Punk, That's yes. What I want. Corporate Money Punk. Corporate Money. It's all about the money. Uh, the final bit we'll talk about is the Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Sane match because we covered the Randy Orton main event segment. This was a bit clunky. It felt like a few points where they just didn't know what to do. Uh, but the the other bigger story on the outside were the baby faces and the damage control heel faction were sent to the back, which meant Bailey, who was told explicitly by EO, don't come down here, you stay in the back. She... She tried to interfere, and she was going to help Kyrie Sane. Like she, she was helping Kyrie Sane. She did, but Kyrie looked at her like, "Uh," for so long that Sane then got a KOD hit on her when she was trying to do the flying, the, the insane elbow. Not like, the best match, but good storyline development. For no, Bayley. but this is another thing they've been I've noticed since War Games. The, the, the Bailey's now become competent at her job, mm. but circumstances is now painting her in a negative light yeah so it's like the end result it's like the end result bailey lost but why did she lose the end result uh carrie loses but why did she lose and it wasn't bailey's fault it wasn't bailey it's weird because bailey got told you're gonna come out of Kyrie, and the eel goes you stay back here and then uh, the heels get kicked out bailey decides as a team player i technically haven't been kicked out i'm gonna go and help and she is successful in helping the other part's not her fault but heels are meant to be meant to be delusional and not look inwardly as a person mm. and realize they're toxic. They're like, you're toxic. <laughs> you're the weak link. We're going to kick you out. Green mist or blue mist. I think that's a good point with Bailey becoming competent in her job. And it's such a tragic story that even though she's doing the right things now mm -hmm. for her friends, even mm -hmm. though her friends are evil, it's like she is paying the consequence of two, three, four years of bad acts. Mm -hmm. So she is already, the, the path of Bailey has, was set long ago. It's almost predestined. So you do have this dramatic irony and, and ultimately tragedy of watching Bailey going through this, this relationship. And we all know how it's going to end. She probably knows how it's going to end as well. But she's still trying to do the right thing. Uh, it's it's a it's good stuff. This is it is is it a case of like because she, she's been in the business for too long? Because that's the one well, that's one of the things she said when Carrie first joined the group. She goes, "I know how this ends," and they went, "Oh no 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 no, we're all cool. We're all part of a group." Because her instinct, her spider senses were tingling, mm. but uh, Dakota did a good job of convincing her. You're just being a bit paranoid. We just add extra manpower, and it seems like you know you're kind of stressed out. You've been losing. You know it's just too much for you. She's proven that she can be competent, but is 
a bit too late. You can see that she knows the consequence of being crap is her getting kicked out of the group. So she's doing everything in her power not to get kicked out of the group, but eventually she will. Unless they do a Sami Zayn swerve thing where she turns on him first. Mm. Oh yeah. We don't see I don't see that happening. We we just get the beat down because she's like you said, for the sins of four years, you have to get beaten up. Mm-hmm. She has to just get cleansed. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so, so she disobeyed direct orders. And then we got the Randy Orton main event segment. Overall, a uh, you know, decent episode of SmackDown, I thought. I enjoyed it. Uh three out of five, sixty percent I gave it. I, I don't do ratings. I just do head nods. Like, yes, yes, I like the show. Okay, <laughs> I'll give it three out of five too. But my only issue is, um, I know SmackDown's a two-hour show. Add another women's match or segment. My goodness sake. Uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Where are you guys? You told us you cursed the titles and you're, you, you're going to appear. They stop, you know, doing your, your segments. Come on. I need more women. I need, I need, like, at least give me two women's segments. Different women's segments. I, I like the main one we did at the moment. But there's more women on the show, please. Keep saying that every week. But for now, please do go over and fill out that survey. Remember, links in the video description below. It takes It's so quick, and it will help us know what you guys want from Patreon as well and exclusive videos. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis going off screen. Sadie Nyangi is going to do the dubbed ending. Subscribe. Support. Wrestle. Talk. Jam. That. Jab. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.